Is brain surgery better than medicine for temporal lobe epilepsy? You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. A new study suggests that surgery can improve the lives of people with the most common form of epilepsy who don't respond to traditional drug therapy. Welcome to a special segment of Focus on Neurology. I'm Dr. Larry Kaskill, your host, and with me today is Dr. Hyunmi Choi, an assistant professor of clinical neurology at Columbia Medical Center in New York City, and she's going to discuss the results of her research, which assessed the benefits of surgery for people with temporal epilepsy. Dr. Choi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me a little bit about what your study explored? What we examined was we looked to estimate the life expectancy of temporal lobe epilepsy surgery patients compared to those patients who are on medical management. And how did you go about doing that? Was it done with real people or was it a a simulated computer model? It was based on a computer simulation model where we performed a systematic search of all published studies reporting on the effectiveness and complication rates associated with either temporal lobe epilepsy surgery or medication management. We also examined studies reporting on increased mortality associated with having pharmacoresistant seizures. And after retrieving all of the published studies, we extracted and then combined the results. Also, using a survey instrument that we developed, we also determined the impact of seizures and treatment complications on quality of life. All of these data were then incorporated into our computer simulation model, which then estimated the life expectancy associated with either temporal lobe epilepsy surgery or medication management. Why did you choose this particular type of epilepsy? What's your interest in this area? Temporal lobe epilepsy is one of the most common partial onset epilepsy, and it constitutes more than half of all cases of intractable epilepsy. So we chose to study a temporal lobe epilepsy. We chose this particular study question because it's unlikely that a randomized clinical trial comparing the life expectancy associated with either temporal lobe epilepsy surgery or medication management will ever be done. So we conducted this study. So traditionally, we treat temporal lobe epilepsy with medicines, correct? Yes. And then when those medicines stop working or someone becomes recalcitrant, then you would perhaps recommend surgery. But now are you saying, well, maybe we should consider surgery earlier than waiting? So typically, patients are referred to epilepsy surgery about 20 years into the disease course, which is probably not an optimal time for having epilepsy surgery because by then, you know, a lifetime of psychosocial disabilities probably have accumulated, which becomes difficult to reverse. So what I'm saying is not necessarily to consider epilepsy surgery at any particular point, but that effective, number one, in terms of increasing life expectancy. Mm -hmm. And for patients who are candidates, it should be considered in a timely fashion because it's typically considered really late in a disease course. And when someone does have surgery for epilepsy, are many of them still maintained with anti-epilepsy medicines after the surgery, or does it completely get rid of the need for medicines? Usually after the surgery, patients are maintained on their usual medication, preoperative medications, for at least a year. And then if patients are seizure-free, they undergo a trial of medication withdrawal. And because surgery is associated with higher likelihood of becoming seizure-free, I would say that the chances of coming off of 
anti-epileptic drug is much higher after epilepsy surgery. You're a neurologist, so you have no real benefit if someone has brain surgery, uh, except that they will actually have a better outcome. So you're kind of an unbiased person to do this study. You're not a brain surgeon saying, oh, more people need brain surgery. Right, right. Dr. Choi, what was new and different about your study and its findings? I mean, did we learn something new, or was this kind of all just confirming what we already knew? I mean, it confirms what we knew in terms of seeing that epilepsy surgery is more effective than continued medication management for patients who have pharmacoresistant epilepsy. But this is new in the sense that we, for the first time, quantified the treatment benefit in terms of life expectancy. And we found that epilepsy surgery, temporal lobe epilepsy surgery, leads to increase in life expectancy by about five years for patients who are 35 years old compared to those who are on medication management. If you're just joining us, you're listening to a special segment focused on neurology on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Larry Kaskill, your host, and I'm speaking with Dr. Hyunmi Choi. She's an assistant professor of clinical neurology at Columbia Medical Center in New York City, and we're talking about a study she did which looks at the effects of surgery on temporal lobe epilepsy. Dr. Choi, I'm wondering if you have any opinion on what happened with John Travolta's son, who was suffering from epilepsy. Did he die from epilepsy? Did he die from a seizure that continued, or, or are you not familiar with it at all? In a brief article that I read on the Internet, made it sound like he was found dead in the bathroom, and it was speculated that he probably hit his head, I guess, on the bathtub in the setting of having a seizure. I mean, is that really what kills people from seizures, the trauma? Or can you just die from a grand mal seizure that just doesn't stop? So increased mortality in patients who have severe forms of epilepsy are many. They include, obviously, as you stated, status epilepticus, in which seizures persist despite treatment. But they also include accidents such as drowning, burning. Hopefully they shouldn't be driving if they have known epilepsy. Right, or driving accidents. But there's also an entity called sudden unexpected death in epilepsy, which there is a possibility in John Travolta's son's case that it might have been something like SUDEP. Just based on limited knowledge I have, it sounded like his autopsy was negative and there was no obvious cause of his death. And so it certainly raises the possibility that he might have had SUDEP. That's just based on what I know about the case. So let's talk about back to the trial that you did. And you used what's called a Monte Carlo computer simulation model. Can you explain a little bit about that? Because I've heard of Monte Carlo using that for figuring out how to put money into the stock market, but I've, I've never heard of it for doing research studies on epilepsy. So basically... It's a simulation model in which we create a decision tree where we lay out all the possible outcomes that could occur from either treatment. So all the possible outcomes, such as being seizure-free or not, or having surgical complication or not from epilepsy surgery versus becoming seizure-free or not associated with continuing medication management. So after we design a decision tree, the tree gets populated with 
probability estimates that we obtain from the literature review. And the computer simulation model allows the probability estimate, which is not a single estimate in the sense that, you know, there are many studies that have been published and we combine those many results from many of the studies into a single estimate. So there's a single estimate with a confidence interval that we actually plug into the tree. And the Monte Carlo tree is able to run many simulation scenarios using all of those possible combination of numbers from the confidence interval. Besides survival increasing, what else did the study show in terms of quality of life? How did people that have the surgery benefit? So we showed that for patients who are 35 years old, temporal lobe epilepsy surgery increases quality-adjusted life expectancy by 7.5 quality-adjusted life years. That estimate is basically life expectancy increase that's adjusted for quality of life. You know, this procedure not only increases life expectancy because it obviously decreases the chances of, you know, having premature death, but it also improves quality of life significantly compared to medication management. And then they'd also be gaining years without seizures. Exactly right. So that would improve the quality of their life, obviously. Right. Our finding is due to the fact that, number one, epilepsy surgery increases the chances of seizure freedom compared to medication management, but it also decreases number of deaths related to seizures while improving quality of life, just as you said. Can you tell me a little bit about the actual surgery? What are they doing? Are they going in and and removing scar tissue? How do they find the actual focus that's creating the seizure? So patients are evaluated at epilepsy surgery centers where they undergo an evaluation that includes looking for seizure focus with long-term video EEG monitoring. Mm -hmm. They also have very specialized MRI protocol of the brain. They also have non-invasive studies such as neuropsychological testing, PET scan of the brain. And after all these tests are performed, we obviously confirm the seizure focus. And after we determine whether the seizure focus is in anterior temporal lobe, the surgery usually basically requires the patient to be under general anesthesia. The surgeon does a craniotomy and removes the anterior and mesial portion of the temporal lobe. And what are some of the complications of that surgery, besides the usual ones of infection, death? Complications can include things such as depression, memory changes, depending on which side the surgery takes place. So somebody who has surgery on the language-dominant side might experience a noticeable decline in verbal memory. There's always a possibility of infection, bleeding, etc. But the most common complications include things like depression and noticeable cognitive changes. Knowing what you know now from this study, have you changed your practice habits? Are you recommending to your patients to have surgery earlier than you would have in the past? And have you seen a better outcome like the Monte Carlo computer tells us they'll have? I advise my patients to consider epilepsy surgery as a possible treatment option if the seizures are persisting despite them having tried two medications or more, as well as the seizures are impacting on their quality of life. You know, I 
basically ask them to start considering alternative options like epilepsy surgery early on, basically, because of the benefit that we have shown. Well, Dr. Hyunmoon Choi, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. My guest was Dr. Hyunmoon Choi. She's an assistant professor of clinical neurology at Columbia Medical Center in New York City. And she joined us today to talk about a study that showed that surgery may actually be a boon for most common forms of temporal lobe epilepsy and that few too many patients are actually having the procedure according to this study. You've been listening to a special segment focused on neurology on ReachMD, XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And if you'd like to contact us, you can reach us now by phone by calling 888-MD-XM160. And thanks for listening.